You're listening to the Just Wins podcast, where we discuss winners, black bookers, and much more. Enjoy the show. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But a champion becomes a legend. McCarty Deaver has won it. But the pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the podcast. This is podcast number 28, and it is Melbourne Cup Day. Uh, probably the biggest day of the year for Australians, and it's starting to become that for the uh, international racing community. Um, we have pretty much half of our field these days is internationals, so it's really difficult to knuckle down the form and, and try and get those winners, but we're going to endeavour. And while we're there, Adam, are you available? Well, I'm here, mate. I'm here. Very happy. Very excited. How are you? That's, yeah, good, mate. And Lee, you too? Yeah, how you going, boys? I'm, I'm excited. I think, you know, it's not quite Christmas, but it's pretty close to Melbourne Cup Day. Yep, that's it. Um, we are ready to rip in. Just a quick going over on our Saturday results. I think we can all say that um, it was a pretty difficult day, but we, we were happy to get the, the derby winner in uh, Johnny Get Angry. Um, every single uh, podcast we've had from the Caulfield Cup, the Cox Plate and Derby Day so far, we've, uh, we've one of us or a couple of us have tipped the, the winner and all been at pretty good odds. I think Very Elegant was five bucks in the Caulfield Cup. Um, so Dragon A was about 13 bucks in the Cox Plate and um, Johnny Get Angry was that 34 early and they absolutely smashed it on the day. So... It was good to see and great scenes around Australia. Um, you got Lockie King coming back to scale crying and uh, Dennis Pagan, who's a who's an AFL coach from way back and, and was a pretty fierce uh, sort of bloke. He, he was crying as well. So great to see. What did, what did you guys think of that, Lee? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. You know, I think it'll be the only uh, AFL grand final winner and derby trainer in history um, that... Yeah, I don't think anyone will ever repeat that double to the honest. So no, surely um, not. Yeah, hasn't it already been done? Has it? Who? Yeah, there was a bloke back in eighteen eighteen, well, sometime in the eighteen hundreds that uh, he won two premierships with Geelong, and then he uh, trained two two Victoria Derby. <laughs> what a freak! Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, that was that was when anyone could do anything, though. In, uh, yeah. in fairness, so actually. <laughs> Not That's quite professional it. level like uh, like it is these days, but um, well, there you go. Okay, I'll, I'll take that back. In 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 our lifetime, I guess. Yeah, um, he he probably rode the horse to his games as well back then. You know, so, yeah, probably hundred percent, mate. Plenty of work um, under him, but yeah. Anyways, we we push forward to this weekend. Hopefully, we can all jag the winner. It'd be interesting to see what we go for. Uh, we did our uh, two cups and a plate. Oh, about three months ago, boys, and uh, it was interesting to look back. Both myself and Adam, we went for Surprise Baby at $10 at the time, um, and I think it's about $10 right now too. And Lee's got the final spot in the Melbourne Cup with King of Lear grants. It was $19 then. What's it now, Lee? Yeah, well, I um, I got it for 20 to 1 in All Up with Sir Dragon A, uh, put five bucks in, yeah, whatever that was, two months ago. And uh, yeah, it's out to fifty one dollars now. So I missed missed in the all in markets for both those runners. But anyway, what can you do? It's it's in there with a hope. I haven't got it in my numbers for today, but it, it's definitely in there with a hope. I know I'm sure you'll be cheering for it if it does win anyway. So uh, that'll be interesting to see what you uh, end up with. 
Um, we're going to go through the top three of our selections and then afterwards we're going to try and formulate a bit of a, a box trifecta with all them. Hopefully we're all around the mark so we don't miss one at odds. I've, I've got a runner by runner preview for everyone listening. So if, if you want to do your own form, that's totally fine. Um, I've, I've listed down uh, each runner's previous runs, put the replays in and yeah, it took me quite some time. So hopefully you get some uh, information and some enjoyment out of it and pick a winner and, and get one over your mates. But I guess, Lee, you're our Flemington man. How are you seeing Flemington on Tuesday? Hopefully it's a really good day. There's there's no bad weather expected at all. Rail out two metres, so should just be an awesome day of racing. And a very interesting cup from my um my personal viewpoint. You know, this is by far the hardest time I've had assessing the cup since Green Moon. And that has been a bit of a worry for me, seeing as that was the only time in the past 12 years I haven't got a place getter. So hopefully that doesn't repeat. But I thought it was just so hard to line up this year due to a bunch of different things. I'm going to go through some numbers. I uh, want to go through my, um, my tips, but there's just a bunch of horses that don't tick all the bo- boxes that you're looking for for a Melbourne Cup winner. So, uh, yeah, I think there'll be a couple of rules broken this year in, in terms of who's going to win it. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how it sort of pans out. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say the, the rules can be broken because we, we're starting to see them get, get broken in the last two years with these uh, Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds come over and win. So, you know, you, you can always look back at history, but, you know, the next step in life's always a mystery. You can't always look back and think it'll happen in the future. So, um, yeah, interesting. What do you think about the pace of the race? I think that should be a good pace. We saw um, Dash and Willoughby obviously go to the front in the Caulfield Cup. You've got those two uh, runners for the O'Briens that went forward last year. You've got Finch, which has drawn pretty well, which will go up close to speed, I suspect. Um, so I think hopefully, I mean, I thought this last year anyway, but hopefully we get a genuinely run race and we get a bit of speed on because last year was a bit farcical. A couple of years back with Prince of Penzance and um, there was a couple of years in there that was just slow tempo. So hopefully we get a genuine staying test. And like I said, there's three or four runners that should be going forward. So, so hopefully I'm predicting that right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dashing Willoughby will definitely go forward and, and you had Twilight Payment last year, who was the pace setter, and he looks to be the the real deal this year and do the same thing. So, um, yeah, it might suit those Coolmore runners, and I'm sure they'll try and jag it their way. Adam, what do you think about it? Um, have you got anything extra before we get into the tips? No, not much extra, mate. It's uh, yeah, just just wanted to highlight the the speed as well. I definitely agree there. Um, last year we saw it was a it was a farcical tempo. They went really slow out in front. So a genuine test this year will hopefully uh, help help us pick a winner. And, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a good field. If we were thinking back a couple of months ago when we were doing the uh, two cups and a plate, we are really unsure how the uh, the Melbourne Cup would line up this year with, you know, the doubts around the internationals and COVID and whatnot. But, yeah, it's ended up a quality field. It's a def- definitely worthy of a Melbourne Cup. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Lee, let's get away. Let's start us off and uh, give us your, your first tip and hopefully the winner of the Cup. Yeah, mate. So just a bit of brief summary as to, um, you know, how I sort of got to my selections. But just over recent times, we've seen 
lightweight four and five year olds with a dynamic turn of foot win it. Horses generally need a good run at around the three thousand meter mark as well. And previous runs in the cup without winning aren't favourable. You also need good form leading up. There's only been three winners in the last twenty years that haven't finished in the top four in their lead up run. Barriers 10 to 20 is generally where I look. Barriers don't really have an effect over the two miles at Flemington, apart from 24, of course. Uh, the reason why it is hard to get a read on this year, in my opinion, is that no horses really tick all those boxes, as I said just before. You have eight horses who have run and won and not won. A further eight who haven't run 3,000 metres plus. Eight horses who are seven or older. And seven who haven't run top four in their last start. Uh, you also have seven horses who have better form on wet ground. So, in summary, this is a sort of year that, like I said earlier, I believe some of the rules will be broken. So, the the horse I'm tipping, I'm going to break. I'm going to go against the three thousand meter rule in this, but I have a horse that ticks the rest of the boxes. So, on top, I've got number fifteen, Russian Camelot, at thirteen dollars and four dollars. He profiles very similar to horses like Cross Counter and Almandon. He was really sold in a Cox Plate, and this will play much more into his hands. There should be some solid enough tempo, as we just referenced. And with the draw, he should be able to get one, uh, get back to midfield, one out with cover, and Ollie can put him to sleep in the run. 53.5 kilos is a big tick, as it, that is the right hitting zone. And on ratings, he's actually the horse that is the best looked after at the weights, as top rater uh, Anthony Van Dyke, 122 in the ratings, and he's got 58.5 kilos, whereas um, Russian Kamala has 180. 118 rating, sorry, and gets five kilos off him. So I think he's definitely well looked after there. He also has that dynamic turn of foot that you need in a stayer. And judging from his SA Derby win, he can get the trip. He sat wide at the back and circled a long way out and really ran through the line, which suggests the extra 700 metres will suit, especially now he has had a full prep. Because as you probably all remember, he had an interrupt, interrupted prep into that win and was 1,600 out to 2,500 and just his fifth career start and third run that prep. He hasn't missed the Quinella, Quinella sorry, in his four starts on dry ground. Ollie knows him well. Too many things in his favour for me to ignore him. Uh, I wasn't going to originally tip him, but I looked at all that and I said, yeah, I want to be on him. Yeah, it's interesting you point out that um, the dry track record. I think he probably, if it was a soft track, um, he probably would have been a lot shorter because I, I, I'm not sure he's perfectly suited on a good track, but... He's that sort of animal that he is genuine class and um, hopefully Ollie can steer him for you in the right direction. Do you think after the Cox Plate they learned a bit about him and thought, oh, maybe he could get this distance? Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and you boys touched on it because you guys were obviously on him in the, in the Cox Plate. That um, They probably just rode him back in front a little bit, just up near that speed, just wasn't the right place to be. And Yeah, I think he just he's, he's just that type of horse that just needs to relax. And if he relaxes, um, he can get any troop, in my opinion. And with that, he's got such a dynamic turn of foot that um, he can be really strong at the finish over this trip. And I, I mentioned at the start of the, his prep when you guys were talking about him that he reminds you a little bit of So You Think. Uh, but the difference between him is, I think So You Think, yes, he has that dynamic turn of foot, but he's that mild uh, 2,000 metre horse, whereas I feel Russian Camelot's a genuine stayer, 2,400 plus, I feel where he's going to be really strong at as he gets older and with more racing as well. Yeah, that's fair enough, and he showed that in the South Australian Derby. Um, what do you got for second? For second, mate, I've got, you guys would probably like this, but I'm, I'm going with uh, your pick, 
Uh, so next, I have number 13, Surprise Baby, at $9.50 and $3.20. I'm breaking the run and not one rule for this gelding. So the things in his favour are that he gets in under 55 kilos. Williams booked the ride early, which is a big positive. And obviously, Williams jumps off Bow and Leclerc and onto him and made that move early. His form at Flemington is very good. He's won at the trip, and he gets a soft draw. Prishka has set him for this, and even though the prep hasn't exactly gone to plan, his two runs have been really good, and at the same distance range, he want, he has wanted them. He comes into this freshen off a four-week break, and he will be peaking into this. He looks a much better chance than last year, and if they actually have some speed on, as we said earlier, he would definitely be in the finish. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Adam agrees on that and maybe puts him up to first in his selections, but that's surprise baby for Lee in second and third. Yeah, for third, I'm just going to throw in a roughie as I think she'll relish the two miles. And that's number 23, Miami Bound, at $41 and $10. I can't believe I'm on this. I finally worked her out. For me, she just needs fitness and, and the staying trip. Her last start win was excellent when she got back and circled the field to take over running away. I know it wasn't a strong field, but that was the exact same race that Prince of Penzance ran in before his cup win. Uh, she gets in with just 51 kilos on her back, and she absolutely loves Flemington with two wins and two placings and five goes. This is a sixth start this prep, so she'll be at full fitness and should be should get a very similar to run, run to the horses I have on top. I think just absolutely put her in the multiples because I, I think she's just crying out for this two miles. And I think if, if it's a bit of a slugfest, I think she'll definitely be there. And she's a horse I want to be on late if they, um, if they do go hard in front, in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's Miami Bowd at $41 for two O'Brien horses, Denny O'Brien horses, to run in the top three. If it, if it runs a really good race, it could wind up as next year's Melbourne Cup favourite because she's only a four-year-old mare, so that'll be interesting to see how it goes. No love for the internationals, Lee? Yeah, surprisingly. I, um, I just had a look. I just couldn't get enthused by any of them. You know, it's obviously a different year this year with the internationals that they've brought over. Um, you just don't have any, you don't, like the majority of them are six, seven, eight-year-olds. And oh, I just can't get excited about, I just can't get into them. Hey, uh, we've obviously seen some champions in, in horse like Red Kiddo and that sort of stuff and American and Junior and all that sort of thing. But I just don't think that that quality. And I, I think, you know, as an eight-year-old, um, if it's a tough staying test, uh, I just think you'll have some horses with lighter weight and with more spring in their step at the end uh, to be able to run over the top. If it's a slow sit and sprint, I, I think it definitely brings horses like Dashing Willoughby and the two O'Brien horses, uh, Twilight Payment and Master Reality, really into the fold. But I just don't think it'll play out in their way. And then you've got the horse like Anthony Van Dyke, 58 and a half kilos and first time beyond 2,400. Not a fan of that. And then Sir Dragon A, I actually originally had him in my numbers, but then I watched his run over 2,900 and he had absolutely everything in his favour. There was a pacemaker that went out about six lengths out in front, and he just sat cold right at the back, and he was hard held up until about the 300-metre mark, and then he just he just didn't run through the line. He, he let down for about 200 metres and looked the winner, and then it just, just faded towards the last 100. So that didn't give me any confidence, especially seeing the fact that they've run him over 2,000 metres ever since then. So, yeah, yeah, no love for the internationals. Yep, no, all valid comments and everything you said there in terms of the replays and whatnot will be featured in the Just Wins runner-by-runner uh, runner preview. So if you, you don't want to stuff around for hours looking for YouTube clips and whatnot, it'll be all there and you can pass them to mates. 
So that's Lee for first, Russian Camelot. In for second, surprise baby. And third, Miami bound. Adam, do you agree, mate, or are you sticking with surprise baby? I'm sticking with surprise baby, mate. Uh, we do have some similarities here, me, Lee and myself. So, yeah, I've got uh, the 13 surprise baby on top for Paul Prewster and Willow. Yeah, not much more to add to what Lee's already said. I just feel the prep has been, uh, yeah, spot on exactly as they've planned. They obviously, after the great run last year in the Cup, they pretty much just targeted the whole year around getting him to this day and in, in his peak at his peak. So I think they've got him got him ready to go. We know with his run last year, it was a massive run. Uh, you could argue with some genuine pace in the race, he would have won it. He was massive uh, late, really hitting the line strong for fifth. We've we've seen uh, his, his weight's only got up one kilo as a result of uh, them uh, keeping him quiet this year. So he gets in well at the weights. And seven, yeah, I can see him sitting mid- midfield or a touch worse. Obviously, should be able to get some cover there, and yeah, I think he'll be right in the finish. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, yourself and and me there just wins. We can uh, get our long range tip up. Yeah, yeah poor, poor second. I'm going the uh, the Northern Hemisphere three year old Tiger Moth uh, for Aiden O'Brien and Kieran McAvoy. To be honest, I wanted to put this horse on top. I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Just the just the gate has made it a little bit tricky. He's going to need a McAvoy peach. But, yeah, we know that McAvoy is more than capable of that in this type of race. So hopefully it happens and hopefully uh, he runs well. He's got him well at the weights. He's 52 and a half. They gave him a two and a half kilo penalty for his last start win at Group 3 level in Ireland over 2,400. He absolutely bolted in that way that day by four lengths. Obviously, it wasn't top grade, but it was a decent enough race. Horses like Buckhurst finished well behind him who we know ran quite well in the Caulfield Cup. So I think the form there is okay. Uh, the start prior to that was in the Irish Derby. That was only at his third start. He, he was in the Irish Derby. He sat wide, midfield, covered a lot of ground, and he only just went under behind uh, another horse's another horse of O'Brien's there in Santiago. So, yeah, he's got a lot of class about him, this guy. I feel he just could be that out-of-the-box stayer that's on the way up and could just put these away. The firm surface is uh, right up his alley. He definitely, from what we've seen so far, uh, prefers the firm footing. Yeah, that's about all I've got to say on that. I feel uh, if uh, McAvoy can can get him some cover, I feel he'll be right in the finish and, yeah, more than likely over the top of them. Yeah, well, sorry, mate. Um, Vow Declare won from Barrier 23 last year as well, so gives him a bit of hope. But as you said, we'll need a lot of luck. And, you know, if it probably draws Barrier, what, 12, 14... It's probably a $6 pop. Yeah, it would have been a favourite for sure. Because we know with, um, yeah, what we've seen with these Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds, uh, you know, Aidan O'Brien last year presented Il Paradiso in the race, yep. and he should have won. We know Cross Counter was a Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. There's been plenty of examples in recent times. So I'm going to stick with that and, yeah, have him in for second, Tiger Moth. And then for yep. third, I'm going with uh, with Lee, with Russian Camelot. We know this guy is class with a capital C. He's a genuine weight for age horse, and yeah, he gets in quite well at the weights here, dropping to 53 and a half. I feel, um, yeah, not a lot I have to add on top of what Lee said, but I, I just felt that Cox Plate run, even though he's a little bit soft late, he, he did do it quite tough up on the speed, hot tempo, and the run really reminded me of Fiorentes and also Green Moons. He just sort of grinded to the line. They did exactly the same thing in their Cox Plates and then obviously come out of what is it, 10 days later, and, and both won the Melbourne Cup. So I feel that's a, a good pointer. I, I agree with Lee. I think he's the trip is up his alley. 
I know uh, Danny O'Brien, he's, he's right into his genetic testing and he's done the genetic testing on this horse a year or so ago. And uh, the, the signs from that pointed to him being a, yeah, a, a genuine stayer who could get this type of trip. So hopefully that comes true. Damien Oliver riding at 53 and a half is a very good guide. He has to work very hard to get down to that time, type of weight. So uh, hopefully he's he's got it right here. And yeah, they ride him nice and quiet, give him that chance to use that turn of foot and run the trip right out like we saw in the, uh, the South Australian Derby win there. So yeah, I'll have him in for third. Very similar to Lee uh, and interesting that you both have Russian Camelot in your numbers. But Adam has gone surprise baby. He has stuck with him the whole way uh, at $9.50. Tiger Moth, the best of the internationals for him at $8.50 and Russian Camelot in for third at $13. Thanks, Adam. Um, Well, going by those numbers, guys, it looks like we're all laying Anthony Van Dyke and the Cox Plate winner. It's in Sir Dragon, eh? Um, Because, yeah, I haven't got them in the um, tips. So, yeah, we've really knuckled down in terms of our trifecta coming up. But um, I'm sticking with Surprise Baby as well. I tried to get him beat, but every time I kept trying to get him beat, I thought, well, he hasn't done anything wrong, in my opinion. He, he's everything I wanted him to be at this stage of his prep. Um, and I think, to me, it, 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 I know Paul Pruska's no Bart Cummings, but um, the, the prep it's had has felt like a bit of a Bart Cummings prep. Um, they already knew he was going to get in the field this year and has been a primer for this grand final. So it all started off with the... The booking early of Craig Williams, who, you know, won it last year on uh, Vaughan Declare and is a gun at Flemington. Uh, this horse ran a cracking second in the Group 2 Fian Stakes on the unsuitable Mooney Valley circuit after a long break. You know, that's that's a cracking start to a prep. Then four weeks between runs into the Turnbull Stakes over 2,000 metres, finished off well after being held up until the 200-metre mark. Uh, it looked a perfect cup trial for me, beaten... 2.4 lengths to Very Elegant, who then went on and won the Caulfield Cup for us. Um, they've landed the perfect barrier in seven, and the good surface is just what he was after. So he ticks every single box for me. Um, probably the only thing is he hasn't won for 54 weeks or something like that. Um, but that's mainly just because they've they've geared him around this run, and, and that's all they want. They don't care about winning anything else. They just want this cup. So hopefully the Melbourne Cup stays in Australia for Surprise Baby, and Craig Williams can give another 10-minute interview after the race um, and thank all of his supporters. In for okay. second, I'm throwing in something different. It'll be uh, Prince of Aaron at $11. Always got to respect what Charlie Fellows brings over. Um, this horse ran second in the 2019 Melbourne Cup, carrying 54 kilos with Walker on. Michael Walker ended up going and riding for Sir Glenn Owen's horse in Dashing Willoughby. So um, that's the reason for him jumping off, not so much that he doesn't think this horse is any good. Um, Carries an extra half a kilo this year, but drawn in pole position, and his chances are enhanced with Jamie Carr riding like an absolute demon. She's kicking home winners for fun at the moment. Um, settled well back in the latest run in the Caulfield Cup, but kept coming home in what looked like a perfect Melbourne Cup trial, similar to what I was saying with Surprise Baby. Um, previous run in the UK was on the synthetic, which isn't ideal, and it was in the Group 3 September stakes, um, but was well beaten by arguably the world's best star in Enable. However, Prince of Aaron really knuckled down late, and as I said earlier, they'll be, they'll be the 
the replay, the video replay and the rundown in our run and to run a preview. Uh, Charlie Fellow Horses grow a leg here. And from barrier run one, Jamie Carl need the gaps but can be in the finish again. So that's Prince of Aaron at $11. And I'm throwing in Tiger Moth as well at $8.50 for the internationals. Um, I think as we spoke earlier, I believe they're going to get Twilight payment and another Coolmore horse to run up the front and um, set it up nicely for him. He's only had the four starts in his career, which is unbelievable to how they get these horses to do, you know, just get to this level so early in their career. Um, but ran a close second in the Irish Derby to Santiago. Tiger Moth probably wins that race with the same run that it got. Um, his last run in the Kilton and Stakes Group 3 smashed them. But there's an asterisk to that win, given that Coolmore employed a pacemaker in that. Um, Buckhurst was in behind them, battling away, and he was a class below them in the Cox Plate field recently. Um, the obvious queries are the 3,200 metres and the inexperience. Tiger Moss by Galileo, which gives him that stoutness. However, the dam was a sprinter by Exceedness Excel. Um, he's competed at the highest level in Ireland, over 2,400 metres, however, needs to step up again particularly considering a flight across the world into this race. With these young horses, they can get quite stirry, and you know when they're not used to it, it can pull them apart. But what we've heard so far is it's going great guns over here at Werribee, so that's all we can go from, I guess. Uh, respect the move of McAvoy to ride him over all of his selections out of the Coolmore horses. And as Adam pointed out, Barrier 23 throws up its challenges, but recent winners have come from out there. Really depends on how they travel in the run and let down first go in Australia with a handful of starts. So that's me rabbiting on about my three tips. Looks like both myself and Adam are sticking with Surprise Baby at $9.50 and Lee has gone with Russian Camelot. So we're hoping for an Australian return. I guess Russian Camelot's a Northern Hemisphere bred, but we'll claim him as well. And we've gone pretty similar. I think we've got Surprise Baby, Tiger Moth, Russian Camelot, Miami Bound, and Prince of Aaron as our box trifecta. So what's that? Six horses, I think. Uh, five, I think, mate, wasn't it? Five. Can I yeah. can I just put in another one that I think is an absolute bolter? Is that all right, guys? What is it, mate? Tell us. All right. Yeah, you'll 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 uh, you'll vet me first, I guess. Uh, it's it's a Willie Mullins Stratum Albion at fifty one dollars. I think it's uh, for first fours and you know for third. I'm throwing it out as an exotic, and I'd love uh, Geordie Childs to run a drum. They it's known as Stratum in the UK, um, but obviously over here Stratum is a stallion or was a stallion. Just it was a bit of a they put it over the hurdles and was doing nothing. He's an older horse, but then ran an absolute jaffer in the um, Group Two Lonsdale Cup behind. Enbahar. Enbahar's no mugs, won seven from 12 and particularly well on a good surface. Um, importantly, in that race, they edged in front of Naif Road, whom in the run before ran one length behind Stradivarius in the Group 1 Goodwood Cup, carrying 61 kilos. Stratum Albion drops three and a half kilos from that last run, and you can make a case that if the pace is on, as we were saying earlier, he is overs in price. Drawing a line with Santiago and Naif Road, you could say Strata Melbian is right up to Tiger Moth. Um, Naif Road beat Santiago by a length, carrying 61 kilos, then dropped two and a half kilos and finished behind Strata Melbian. Santiago beat Tiger Moth by less than a length, and Tiger Moth, Moth drops five and a half 
kilos into the cup. So in my opinion, there's not much in it really on weights and measures. It's just because it's an older horse. It's had a bit of a, um, a hurdler uh, background and it, it probably doesn't have that acceleration that you want to win, but I think it can definitely run a place at big odds. So um, up to you guys, whether we throw it in, I'd hate to um, not and it run third, but um, yeah. yeah, good. <clears throat> Yeah, well, good, mate. I, I think chuck it in. That's only six horses. He um he's a really good trainer, Willie Mullins. So I know he's uh, ran ran well in the Melbourne Cup with a couple of horses previously. Yeah, obviously when you look at that horse's form, he look looks like he'd be better suited in in a Jericho or whatever that race is called over five thousand meters. <laughs> yeah, He'll, um, he, he uh, yeah, I'm a very astute trainer. I just wanted to mention um we you said before we're all laying Anthony Van Dyke, but for me um yeah if, if this was a top four he would have been my fourth pick. Uh, just, just the weight is the thing that was against him for me. I, uh, I feel the, the trip. I feel he can get it. He reminds me a bit of uh, Johannes Vermeer, who we know ran a good yeah. second to rekindling, rekindling a couple of years back. So, yeah, I think he'll he'll be in the finish, and I wouldn't uh, wouldn't talk anyone out of backing him still. Yeah, well, I'm quite happy to have him in too because he's going to get a very economical run, and he was he was actually really enormous in the Caulfield Cup. So happy to put him in. Lee, what do you think? I think you make good points about Stratum Albion. Albion, sorry, he's got a little bit of Max Dynamite about him. Um, yeah, and obviously Max well, that Dynamite, was a Willie yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, correct, mate. And they they, um, they purchased him uh, to put him over the hurdles, Willie Mullins. So it wasn't originally with him, and then they purchased him, put him over the hurdles, and then I can't remember what happened, but I think they um, they ran him in a couple of flat races to get him fit and ready for the hurdles, and then he won both of them or something like that, and then all of a sudden become a pretty good, pretty good flat, um, flat horse. So uh, I was on him in that cup, and I was still feel pretty filthy about it. Yeah. Because obviously that knocked me <laughs> out of the quarter that day. And uh, I, uh, yeah, Prince of Penzance, he swapped the runs, and and uh, he, he no doubt Max Donner wins. So I think he makes some really good points about Strata Albion. And then yeah, Anthony Van Dyke, I was just concerned uh, weight and, and trip, but uh, I think on class he's, he's definitely got to be in your numbers somewhere if you're going to have an exotic. Yeah, and Sir Dragonay, I, I think, as Lee touched on, I think he'll thousand metres, but he's still got to get 3,200. And, and with the heat around down in Melbourne, that good surface is not up his alley, in my opinion. But he's obviously a great horse, but whether he can run the top three um, with all these other horses, I don't, I'm not sure. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, he, he needs it wet to, to be a chance in, in this. Um, he's, he's uh, yeah, definitely... Shown better form on the on the wet, and then with Anthony Van Dyke, he's much better on the on the good going. And obviously, that was a soft track in the Caulfield Cup, so that'll be another tick in his favour as well. Yeah, absolutely, Lee. Yeah, I think um, as I mentioned earlier, they had that run at two thousand nine hundred, and then just faded over the last hundred metres or so. So Dragon A, and then my biggest concern with that is they haven't pushed on with that distance range, so. I, yeah. I've got a big query on, on whether he gets it because the next five starts have been over 2,000 metres. So, yeah, I'm just not 100% that he gets it. I think he'll, um, on class, he'll, he'll run top 10, uh, but I just don't think he's he's going to be good enough over the 3,000 metres. Yep. All right. We've laid him. That's good. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll throw those um, numbers uh, oh, no, we won't. You can write it down, actually. Um, if, if you want to know the numbers, you can, you can listen here as we, as we do and, and work it out, but that'll go out to subscribers. Adam, um, I think we'll start with you. We'll, we'll go around the grounds as we normally do, but we're just going to have a best bet and a best value. 
some tricky days as usual on Melbourne Cup Day. But Adam, you're at Randwick. How's that looking? Yeah, it's looking wet, mate. Wet. It's uh, it's a heavy nine. Expecting some fine weather uh, leading into Tuesday and on Tuesday. So, yeah, might improve a little bit. Be in the soft range, though. So we'll be working on a wet track, as we tend to do in Sydney. The rail's out seven metres there. Uh, yeah, I've with my tips, my two tips, I'm looking for horses uh, that are up on the, up on the pace. Uh, and, yeah, my two tips are both from the same stable, uh, Mark Newnham's stable. And the, the first one in my best bet comes up in race one, number six, Harmony Rose. Uh, Josh Parr's riding this filly. She's only had the one start. She won her maiden at uh, Kembla Grange over 1,400, quite impressively. Uh, it was a good, good tidy win. Looks like she's got some, some promise. She's up to 1,800 at her second start, which is obviously a, a bit of a query. But, yeah, she's, she's bred to, to handle it. She's out of a – she's by a horse, sorry, called Glass Harmonium. And we all should remember him from about five or so years ago. He's about a – yeah, he was an international grey stayer. Yeah, he um, – he wasn't wasn't the best horse, but he, he was a genuine stayer, and yeah, I expect uh, this filly will um will handle that step up and trip being by him, and also going off her first run. She was very strong through the line. That starts at Kembla was on a soft track. It's going to be a little bit wetter than that uh, on Tuesday, but yeah, Glass Harmonium. He was a wet tracker, and uh, she's out of a uh, more than more than ready dam. So wet tracks, no problem. Goes forward. I expected a probably lead, but if something else kicks up, she can sit behind it. She did sit second in that first start. So yeah, I'm pretty confident she can go forward and be hard to hard to beat. And yeah, three dollars forty for my best bet or into three thirty now, sorry. That's all right. Three dollars thirty for your best bet. And best value, the Newnham stable, what do you got? Yeah, it's it's hardly good value, mate. It's an each way price though. It's, I got the two dollars a place and yeah, it was a struggle to find one, but yeah, I really, I'm keen on this. I think it can win. Uh, race six, number two, gone by Tommy Sherry aboard with a three kilo claim. Honest gelding this one uh, by El Mahar. Uh, he's uh, third up. He was good last start on the Kensington track, only beaten a length and a half there uh, on a good track behind Olympic legend from the Lesbridge yard. Uh, he's got form around good horses, this guy. Um, I think like last prep, he wasn't far off uh, Batega, who we know is a good horse. Uh, he was only beaten a nose behind Yonkers. Uh, Acrophobics in his form, who goes quite well. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely got a got a touch of class, and I think he's got a bit more class than what he what he comes up against here on Tuesday. He'll push forward. Uh, he's drawn gate seven. Tommy Sherry with the claim. They'll push forward. He'll be up on the pace. Could lead if nothing else takes it takes takes it up. Uh, and yeah, I just think with that claim down to six, down to fifty seven and a half, he's going to be extremely hard to run down. Uh, the wet track. Doesn't pose any issues. He's won on heavy before. And, yeah, I'm going to gonna back him each way at $5 and $2 to place. $5 and $2 to place for best value. Best bet, race one, Harmony Rose at $3.30. And best value, race six, gone by at $5 and $2. Thanks very much, Adam. Um, Lee, you've got a couple of best bets and a best value, don't you? Yeah, correct, mate. So... Uh, short and sweet, though, as, as I think they're really good bets, and I think a lot of people will be on them. So I'm going to start off in race one, number one, uh, ingratiating. I think that's how you say it, but uh, that's at $2.60. We're going to have one unit a win on him. Uh, won very well on debut in 57.3, which is pretty good time for a first starter, and they gap the field, so I can't see why he won't be going on with it here. Race day experience will be a big plus in this, and he looks a type that will get better for the experience, or will be better with the experience. And all his stuff can... Uh, we know, obviously, at the end, I think you referenced, uh, referenced it last time, Just Wins, that he did a little fist pump across the line. So 
uh, I think he likes this horse and I think we can be on again. Yep, absolutely. Race one ingratiating at two dollars sixty. Yeah, then into race three, number nine, Echoes in Eternity at ten dollars and two dollars seventy for half a unit each way. This is my best value. Uh, later last start, but GUSU was impressive. Slashing home from last in 11.75 at her last furlong, despite the fact she was very green. She would definitely be better for that experience, especially with the senior jockey on. Draws the outside, which is exactly where she wants to be. Uh, and with natural improvement, she can be in the finish. Hickmont doesn't bring them over for no reason. Yeah, that's best value. Race three echoes in eternity at $10. And another best bet. Yeah, race five, number two, ain't no deal done at $2.30. When I have two units of win on him, I think it's it's probably just ahead of me for, for best bet. This colt will just be winning, in my opinion. He's, fin- he's finally worked out how to um, after his first four starts suggests he had ability, but he just couldn't get over the line. Two on the trot now, though, and last start was huge, uh, a huge win, beating subsequent wakeful winner Victory Key, who was really good on the weekend, and there was big gaps in that field as well. He'll go back from the draw, but there'll be plenty of tempo in this, so we'll get it run to suit, and the big Flemington straight will not be a deterrent in any way, shape, or form. I'm excited to see what he does in the autumn, and next spring, he could absolutely be a star. There you go. He could be a star. Race five, ain't no deal done at $2.30 for two units the win. As a rundown, that's Leah Flemington, race one, ingratiating for one unit the win. Race three, each way on Echoes in Eternity. And race five, eight, no deal done. And as his best bet, best bet, I guess you could say, for two units the win. Thanks, Lee. Hopefully you can jag a few of Flemington and everyone else can get on too. Um, I'm at Doombin again. The rail's out 10 metres. Currently a soft seven. It's Sunday afternoon. But with heat and wind around, there should be a good three come race day, I think. And should really set up for the leaders. Plenty of run- runners are due to be scratched, which make- makes it a bit difficult after they ran Saturday and were double nom for the Cup. Um, that includes the likes of Prospectus, who, gee whiz, I, I needed an extra five metres on the weekend. We would have got there. But anyways, that's racing. My best bet, we wait until the last race, is uh, race nine, explosive quality. At $5 and $1.95 for half a unit each way. Um, with the rail out, it makes it difficult for some of the other fancies drawn wide to get an economical run. Uh, explosive quality is drawn barrier to and what looks to be little early speed. Michael Carl can stack them up and lead. Her last run at Dooman over 1,200 metres had plenty of merit. Jumped with them, but because she was drawn barrier, seven of seven was restrained to the rear. Uh, the leader and third in the run ran first and second with explosive quality, the best of the closers. Back to a midweek, benchmark 68 looks ideal for a mare in form. So that is race nine as my best bet, explosive quality at $5 for an each way price. And best value is race six, Bronzegate at $19 and $5. I'm just going to have a quarter unit each way because I'm not super confident at all. Uh, and it will settle in that second half of the field. Um, I'm going the Laxon-Cassidy combo again with a horse that's been super consistent. Uh, Last run finished 2.75 lengths to Traduce, who has put two wins together and has form around Eagles Forever, who's Saturday grade, and Sacred Sweet, who beat Perfect Deal last start. Uh, A few of the faves are untested over this trip, and we know Bronzegate runs it. So if any of them don't run that trip, he can pick them up late. So a quick rundown, that's race nine, explosive quality at $5 for half a unit each way as my best bet. And best value, 
bronze gate in race six at $19 for 0.25 a unit. Really soft there, but uh, willing to give out a best value. Okay, guys, um, that was a massive addition. Anything you want to add, Lee? Yeah, I want to add something. Uh, two things, actually, on yours. I can't believe that perfect deal was that price. $3 seems awfully short for, for a horse that um, couldn't even beat Sacred Sweet, who was a, a maiden up until about two starts ago at Ipswich. Yeah, well, well, I tipped it last start, and um, I watched uh, Costa come out and said that he just didn't handle the Ipswich track. It's nice and tight, and I'm thinking, well, Dooman's not that much better, and he's stepping up in uh, distance, which would probably suit him because he's by, it's a done deal, but I still think you're right. He, he's a touch short there, and I've, I've just, for that opinion, I've just sort of looked around him, and, and hopefully he can get swamped late. For sure. And then the other point I had, I think last, yeah, it was last week you tipped depths below or something like that. Um, oh, it p- tipped it on Saturday. Yeah, on, yeah, that's right. A Heinrich horse. Um, explosive, and you said at the time, I think I backed it last start. Explosive quality was actually the horse I backed last start at Caulfield, on Caulfield Cup Day yeah. at the races. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, so. the, that's the best bet, mate. So it was a good closer and hopefully you can sit up the front this week and, and finish off and win. So, Hopefully you can get your money back. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just won't back it for you, mate. So it does win because the um the the odds are in its favour. If I uh, back it, it loses yeah. and then it wins. Yeah, the next don't start, curse mate. it, please. Don't <laughs> curse it. All right, guys. Up. All right, guys. Thanks very much. It's been um, a huge season for us. That's twenty eight podcasts, and we've got Melbourne Cup Day, which is always tricky for punters. But hopefully, hopefully, finish off with a bang. Adam, have you got anything to finish? No, mate, no. Good luck, everyone. Hope you hope you got the day off work and can uh, enjoy it like me. Yep, day off work and there'll be a lot work from, working from home, I'm sure. Thanks very much from Just Wins. As I always say, when you win, we win. So cheers and best of luck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share and get involved in the comments. Best of luck and happy punting. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! Yes! There's history! But a champion becomes a legend! McCain here has won it! But the pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth.